Welcome to Ravenous Readers, a podcast made by the Soho Reads Book Club, where we chat about reading and how different books make us better people. Today we're chatting with the staff members from the Anchor. Hope Reynolds, Ellie Brown, and advisor Sam Hanley are chatting with us about how reading the news makes us better people. Enjoy! What would you guys consider defines good journalism? I don't know. I need to think about this one. I feel like I, I took journalism like freshman year and I've always like, I never really know how to answer the question, but I think it's just information put out that people can rely on and that was researched and like, I don't really know how to say it. I think it's just like information that people should be able to rely on, even though sometimes it isn't reliable, but good journalism would be something that like an audience can rely on and look to for their information. Do you feel like um, there's a certain responsibility there since you're like giving information to the public? Yeah, definitely. Yes. What does that look like? Um, I think it kind of looks like you need to make sure your sources are reliable. You need to make sure everything you're going through to get your information out to the people is reliable and they should be able to trust that and I think the responsibility is kind of part of what good journalism is if that makes sense also um, people are very like judgmental so it's just kind of like a stressful thing to make sure that you're doing the right thing and being reliable but also not going to get hated on but then sometimes you do get hated on by like Facebook moms and it's fine (laughs) It's never happened to us. Never, ever, ever. Uh, I think that it's about um, finding the best way to tell the story, and that's um, you know that's a a kind of a I'll use the word problem, but also an opportunity in in the late twentieth and twenty first century is right that we have multiple ways to tell any story, and that also lets us remind ourselves and our, our, our readers and our, our viewers and our subscribers that um, everybody has a story. And whether you're covering a really mundane thing like, uh, you know, chemistry class, um, there's a hummingbird out my window, sorry, very interesting. Um, or you are, you know, going out in the field and asking people at a protest what their opinions are about police reform. Uh, and, and you know all the things happening with the Black Lives Matters movement and, and those protests right now. Um, everybody has a story. Um, I also think that good journalism combats confirmation bias, and that you know to say that you know that this whole idea that like journalists should be unbiased. Nobody is unbiased. It doesn't exist. A journalist, a journalist though, has to, I guess, for lack of a better word, hide the bias in doing his or her job. Uh, and that means, as Ellie said, good sources. Uh, that means um, finding sources on both sides of the story that are good sources. So since you can't please everybody, what's the appeal of reading the news, even if you think that whatever the news may be might not like relate to you? I feel like you need to like learn about what's happening in the world and what's how people act and just like about the brain or whatever just to be a better person so that you can act better for yourself. Like if you see someone doing something wrong that you disagree with, then like 
you need to be able to back yourself up with that. And also, like we're living, we're living in a history lesson right now. So I feel like if you're not informing yourself on what's actually going on, then you're like missing a huge part of your life. And kind of I agree with that and I also think it's important to hear the stories of people from what you're reading and understand other people's perspectives and I think especially right now it's super important to go out and get that information and see like what are other people thinking about this and like how can I educate myself more to understand what's being put out to me should we read like different types of news Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'll jump in on that, and, and I'll ask another question uh, to the teenagers in our in our conversation today. Hope and Ellie, how how many news sources do you interact with on a daily basis? Good question. <laughs> I mean, I don't have like a number, but honestly, a lot of the like a lot of the news that I actually see is Twitter, which is terrible. But that's just like what. I come in contact with and then like it goes into news articles and stuff like that but yeah but you know twitter isn't i mean i agree twitter's terrible uh it, it's it, in the world of terribleness though it's it's way down on the spectrum from facebook what um you know if, if you can curate the kind of things that you follow or at least choose the kind of things that you follow on social media so that she gets her stuff from twitter um what do you choose to follow? What are some of your favorites? I think I try to follow um, different journalists, but I also try to follow like different figures, so to speak. So if I want to know more about like politics, I'm following like my representatives. Um, and I mean, I'm trying to follow also things that might also be related to those things so I guess the example of like representatives not only am I following like the ones that cover like my district in my state but maybe like neighboring districts and neighboring states because like I mean neighbors affect each other so to speak so that's something um and then any sort of like causes that I guess like relate to me so like in education I'm following different education influencers so to speak um and i mean like you have everything from like an actual like publication so like i don't know like time magazine but then i'm also following like those journalists as well so i try to hit multiple angles so that i get like a well-rounded story but i mean like i'm in the business of stories and storytelling so i think that's something that i've just been conditioned to do right so um, but I've also recently tried to incorporate the opposing view. So like if I, but like, so that I know like what that person is thinking, not because like, I'm, I just want to know what's going on. So that like, I know what I, I'm, and I, and I know we're doing a podcast and those of you listening couldn't, uh, couldn't hear me shake my head. Uh, but I think it's really important. I, I think we have to remember that Twitter is like, and really all social media, is this immediate news source, right? And that even when we follow a, a respected journalist, 
there is no editorial process other than what's in that journalist's own mind, morals, and ethics. At that moment when he or she hits <laughs> hits the button on on their cell phone, right, like to make to make content happen. Um, so I, I mean, I do think like I follow lots of journalists, um, and and Twitter is like this immediate thing to get news and. Right. If there's a breaking story, that's where I'm going. I'm not going to a New York Times website or a local, um, a local TV station's website or something like that. But also, I'm following those things because I know when I read that story, uh, it's had editorial review, it's had source confirmation, um, and it's just, generally speaking, more reliable. Um, I think the problem is, and, and and you guys can certainly speak to this based on what you've seen in the last couple of weeks, is that people aren't reacting to those. They're reacting to the first thing, right? Which is that, that immediate Twitter. Uh, because we, I, do, do you guys think we have like news FOMO now? Possibly. Why do you say that, Elliot? Um, well, I don't really know what you mean by that. I kind of just said possibly because you're like, I kind of agree. Do you know what FOMO is? Yeah, you're missing out. Yeah, and like, I want to know what's happening right now. Oh, yes, of course. I definitely have that. I'm such a FOMO person, and especially with right now, I'm like, I want to know every single thing that's happening, but it's kind of hard to find every single source, but I use what I can. Why do you have news FOMO? Um, I think I just have everything FOMO. I hate missing out on what's going on, and like, I think right now I just really want to be educated on my at my end, and I want to be able to back up the things I'm saying. So, like, if I miss something, I don't want to miss that because I want to understand what I'm thinking and what others think. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I follow up with both. Ellie and Hope, um, their their main like their main outlet for what they write, right, is for yearbook, which is a different kind of news. It's sort of news for for twenty years from now. Uh, how do we write the story to tell people who are picking up something uh, in paper in, in twenty forty about twenty twenty, right? Um, but their their product, along with most other news products, and this might come as a shock to everyone under the age of fifty out there. Including me, um, you have to pay for it. Um, do you have any subscription to thing, or do you do you know if your parents do? I don't, but I know my mom does. Yeah. Do you think that people should have to pay for good news? No. Why? Actually, I don't really know. <laughs> Like, I'm going to say something that I'm sure someone could change my mind easily, but I just feel like everyone should be able to, like, someone with more money shouldn't be able to be more educated about what's going on in the world than someone with less money. I, I, I agree with you 100%. I think um, that's a good point. I also think, though, that we have to pay journalists to do a good job. Oh, right. And, and, that is a good point. I, I will say that... Um, I think that, it, you know, I, I, when I did my undergrad um, study abroad in London in 2001, you would get on the tube, the metro, the subway there, right? And um, you, you'd pick up a newspaper. And I don't know how many people had read that newspaper, 
But every every subway car, every um, seat had like an old newspaper. And by old, it was like this morning because everybody was reading newspapers. And actually, in big cities, this still happens. Yeah, like when um, I was in D.C., there was newspapers like left on the metro. Right, and I, and I think like people could, regardless of their socioeconomic status, how much money is in their pocket, right, pick up either a really cheap newspaper uh, on the street corner or they could pick one up because the guy who bought it had discarded it, right? And I think today's version of that is the the first however many clicks you get on a, on a website, right? Uh, you know, like, I pay for the New York Times because I want to support what I think is the best paper um, in the nation for news. Uh, and it's, it's, it sounds really expensive, but it's not really that expensive when you think about it compared to what I was spending on, like, CDs when I was a teenager um, and maybe what people spend on Spotify now. Like, it really isn't that expensive, right? Um, but I think you can, if you're careful about it, kind of plan out how much free news you get. And, and obviously, you guys mentioned, if you're following the, the journalists, you're getting that news for free. I think there are many different newspapers. Like, the Times has, like, I think it's five or six free article views. But then, like, there are other, like, the Post has something similar. So, like, you can get, like, different, I guess, morsels of news from different sources. So what other news sources do you guys, like, recommend to stay informed? Okay, well, I know. I don't have like set ones, but normally, like, if I have a question, I'll like look it up and I'll try to find one that seems reliable. And like, I know that's a really bad habit. Like, I need to just find ones that I can rely on all the time. But also, my mom sends me a lot of things, and I kind of like a lot of the time I respect what my mom says, but I also like I've created my own opinion, obviously. But I like, she sends me things that she'll get from work and I think they found some pretty reliable things. So I kind of just trust that. Um, I think that's about it. And I kind of trust like um, people that tell the personal stories on like YouTube or like other social media platforms. Are you talking like just anybody? Like your average Joe just walks on a YouTube and um, talks no, about? No, normally just people I've looked up to for a while, like influencers or people like even from school there's a girl from Perry who's been super vocal and like she'll put out information for kids to learn like on Twitter the past few weeks and like I've gone to that and I like that agreed <laughs> this is a this is something you're, you're gonna see a lot um, if you if you look at my Twitter feed right now or any social media feed I have because I follow a lot of journalism educators um, to talk about media literacy. Um, and what Ellie just said, I think is really important, right? That like, it, it, it is important who you follow, but it, the 21st century skill might be more like looking at a news source and then sort of tracking it down, right? Like, is this something that's reliable? Um, and maybe, maybe that's the direction news is going. Maybe, I have bias because I feel like I found an unbiased source and that that's my favorite source. Um, and I don't believe anything until I see that source say it. Um, I, I think I'm right about that, but that might be a backward way of thinking. Do you feel, teenagers, that you've had, and Ellie, you said you've been in a 
in journalism class, but that you had adequate training from your school and like figuring out what news is good news. Please note that they're both shaking their heads. Yeah, I didn't take journalism, so I was just kind of thrown into it. And obviously, I learned a lot as I went through the year yearbook. But I mean, I'm still learning a lot every day, and I'm just I don't like. Honestly, Hanley is like the one that teaches me what I know about journalism and everything I know about journalism. So, but she didn't do a bad job, as I'm saying. I haven't learned as much as. What did you just say? So you're 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 screwed. Yeah, sorry about that. That's all you got. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, well, I think. Oh, go ahead. Okay, Mr. Um, created an excellent job like teaching what journalism was and everything, but I think it's just everything changes so quickly that like you can't really be completely prepared for everything. Like, I think I'll just learn as I go and that's the way to learn for me. What do you, what do you mean? Like how to find like the news or how to analyze things through the news? Well, yeah, and kind of just knowing like what good journal journalism is and what I need to use as my sources. Like he learned, he taught me like what is good and what isn't. But I think things just change so much that I can use that, but not all the time. Yeah. So, what would you advise students who aren't in journalism? Because you mentioned two journalism teachers but we have over a hundred teachers at our school so what would you recommend that students who aren't in journalism do to become more informed and like how to interact with the news like should their teachers be showing them news like Hanley well I want to hear the reaction from from the kids when I say this um every class should be a news reading class like, like whatever is happening in that discipline, whether it's history or English or God forbid mathematics, like, like there's news happening, right? And and I think that our teachers have right now a responsibility to come in with. Um, if I'm taking a stats class and we're not talking about how different people are interpreting statistics on COVID, mm-hmm. that's missing a huge opportunity. Yeah, I agree because I think some of the best teachers I've had have shown me what's happening in the world and they've talked about it and they've had discussions and they've related it to the class so I agree with that yeah and I also feel like a lot of teachers don't talk about current events like the day bef- the day of our last day of school like in school I think I had two teachers that actually said something about coronavirus and everyone else was just acting like it wasn't really happening or didn't say like what their plan would be so then we were just like thrown into cold water to see what was going to happen with that class. What else do you feel like is relevant to talk about that we haven't mentioned yet? I'll start with this, and maybe this is preachy, but um, if, if you are a young person um, listening to this, Odds are in the next year, in the next, what what are we at now? Um, Wow, like five months to four years, you will be voting. Um, And it is your responsibility 
duty um, to read a variety of news sources as uh, as a person in a, an informed democracy. Um, and if you aren't, then I encourage you to stay home on election day um, because I don't want you to vote. And I feel bad about that. But like you know, people just are uh, they, they think that um, if they just sort of scan Twitter, they know what's happening. Um, and I, I, I don't, of course, I think that everybody should vote. I, I, I'm saying this as hyperbole, um, but we have to have more informed people. Um, and we have a, a generation, and it's weird because, as somebody mentioned earlier, it, it seems like um, people 50 years old and, and up are the ones sort of driving the problem when you think they would be more informed than others. Um, that just relies on the first thing they see, and that's how they that's how they inform their opinions. Um, I hope that what's happening right now, um, you know, that you guys are living the biggest news year in uh, ever. I don't know. I mean, I can't like since since 1941, maybe. Like I, I don't know if I can news year. Um, uh, this is it since 2001, certainly. Uh, this is the biggest news year since 2001. You guys are living it, um, and if we don't change how we consume news based on this. Uh, what's happening right now will happen again in your lifetime. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Ravenous Readers, made possible by the Sopo Reads Book Club. Until next time, happy reading! <laughs>